You are listening to Therefore I Geek Podcast, episode number 13. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And today we're here with my good friend and Tracy's good friend, Sarah. Sarah, say hello. Hello. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Buffy and all things Buffy and Angel. And And Joss Whedon. Yeah, I'm sure there's other things that I don't know about. Um, To be perfectly honest, this one's going to be predominantly Tracy and, and Sarah because I've seen about four cumulative episodes of Buffy. Uh, which I get endless crap for. Yeah, I was going to say, we tried to change him on that. Uh, it did make for a nice time meeting James Marsters, though. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and get this story out of the way. Is uh, Sarah gave me something uh, to take to New York Comic Con about four years ago now uh, to get signed by James Marsters. And because I've only seen, at the time I'd only seen two episodes of Buffy and none of them with Spike in it, I had no idea who the guy was. So I just walked up and started talking to him. And and we've said before, I tend to get a little starstruck. Not at all. James Marshage was just another dude to me because I had no idea what he did. A really nice guy. <laughs> he is a nice guy, but I, I wouldn't be able to have that conversation with him at all. I wouldn't expect so. Yeah. And uh, hopefully here what, in two weeks, uh, Sarah's yeah. actually finally getting a chance to go see... Uh, James, James Marsters. Wait, have you not met him before? No, I haven't. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. That's uh, going to be awesome. We're, we're contemplating how to videotape this from multiple angles. That's going to be so funny. <laughs> I met Christian Kane and went speechless. Oh, man. I could I not love utter a word. Him. He's so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so- a problem. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> it wasn't a problem. It was really funny. <laughs> it was a problem. There is video. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so I think the first thing, just because I'm sure there's one or two people like uh, Andrew who haven't really seen Buffy, I thought we would just quick talk about what Buffy is. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, I, I rewatched a few episodes the other day and it's a little campy. Um, it's in the 90s, but I love the 90s. I love the silver colored nail polish and I love the bangs and I love the chokers and I love the thick heeled boots. I love it. So for me, it's a piece of my childhood, but it isn't for everyone. Um, yeah. I, not everybody saw it. And and I'm talking to a, a new generation of geeks that really, they know of Buffy, but they don't know Buffy. And yeah. considering how iconic she was, I think that's a little sad. I think it's very sad. Um, when you come to the romantic vampire teeny bopper mm-hmm. sort of thing everybody thinks twilight now or true blood i or actually had blood. someone say yeah. oh yeah wasn't she the one that you know fell in love with the vampire and i was like i think the the way she was talking i knew she was talking about true blood not, right not buffy at all right that's sad it is sad but um buffy was on the air for seven seasons which is long for a joss whedon project yes yes um, it is. and then about three seasons in um david greenwald broke off to film angel Yep. with um david boreanaz yeah. who is probably the love of my life Shh. um <laughs> I'm, uh, well yeah one of i have a few but anyways um yeah and i i wasn't I, gonna touch that <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm a big fan of buffy and angel as is sarah michelle gellar yeah so i'm joined by good company yes um and and i i love the two of them together um just one of my very favorite uh on-screen uh duos but then angel left and he went to los angeles and so i kind of followed him there and so angel is the one i have seen in its entirety i've seen most of buffy but i cannot say that i've watched every single episode um because again angel was my thing so um beyond i mean angel was buffy's first love yeah nothing nothing can really replace that no and i think that's why in an interview when asked is it Spike or Angel? Sarah Michelle Geller went with Angel because yeah. it was Buffy's first love. Um, and she was really, I mean, Sarah was young when she yeah. filmed these too. So in kind of an odd way, he was also her first love. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, they're so sweet together. And everybody, everybody's been 17 and in love, right? Everybody has. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later about how she's the every woman. But I don't know. Angel's my guy, right? He he was the one that introduced her to really her role as a slayer. Oh, um, absolutely. Her and Giles together. And I, I love them together. But then, you know, she grew up and Angel had to leave. And they were forever the star-crossed lovers. And then, um, then she met Riley. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think of Riley? I liked Riley. I thought he was, in a way, very grounding for her. Um, really, though, tied to the initiative, really the most normal boyfriend she could ever hope to have. Yeah. He um, was human. That helped. Yeah, he was, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, but I'm very much a Spuffy fan. Yeah. Just because, you know. I'm sorry, Spuffy? Yes, Spike Buffy. Spuffy. Spike was the yeah, last. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of gather that much, but, but, but Spuffy, really. Yes. I didn't invent the term. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's That might thing. make it worse. <laughs> that you're not the only one out there using that term. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, because even as a vampire without a soul, he was developing feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Though stereotypically, that's not supposed to be able to happen. Right. I was just going to say that's that was kind of an odd thing for me. I was, but look at Spike and Drusilla. I mean, they were definitely tied together. Although that seemed almost a psychopathic codependence. Absolutely. Um, I love Drusilla. Drusilla was everything evil. I mean, she was far far worse than um, Darla. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but it was like a really pure evil. So she didn't have anything else, kind of. Darla always had kind of feelings for Angelus. He was always trying to get Angelus back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drusilla had none of that. She really didn't care. Well, and I think it... Although she did she did show some remorse when Darla became human again. And she wanted her back. Like yeah. Her, her mother... Her mother to grandmother to baby and yeah. all of that. Yeah. You know, which in Angel especially, the big sense of family yeah. played a huge part but I think in a way their human lives played a part in who Drusilla and Darla were as vampires because Darla was a prostitute Mm -hmm. Drusilla was set to be a nun and when she took her vows as a nun is the day that she got turned so I I think that all played into who they were as vampires. I always felt that Drusilla was just so traumatized. Like, she almost seemed to have some form of PTSD or some kind of traumatized. It was almost like she completely forgot who she'd been prior. Whereas everybody else kind Mm -hmm. of still had those memories. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Angel, of course, mostly. But also Darla, which we saw when she became human again. There was a lot of talk about her past. And even Spike. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a mama's boy, right? <clears throat> he was yeah. so gross. And then now he's he's so badass. Yeah. But yeah, so Spike and Buffy, though, really, like, how did that even start? That was that was so... He was so focused on her and destroying her and killing her and whatnot. And I think his obsession with trying to kill her turned into an obsession just with her. Yeah. You know, and then the horrible, horrible time where he attempted to rape her. Yeah. Realizing just the magnitude of that situation, he leaves town and then he fights for his soul. Yeah. To become a quote unquote good man. Yeah. So to me, that's just. And he was with her right up to the end of the TV series series yeah. yeah um i you know i have not read the comics i have to admit so i don't know if they're still together um i'm i know that they're still an <laughs> angel um series so i'm assuming that buffy and angel are not back together there's I, a angel series their spike um, oh that's right he does has have his now own now started his own and james marsters is actually writing for that one yeah, seriously that, yes. i did not yeah, know that's, that that's yes. fairly new oh that's yeah. awesome very exciting <laughs> <laughs> that is that's fantastic um yeah so well, this uh, so um, taking a second for the com- the comics though I mean, from what i understand got kind of interesting because 
both shows, uh, Buffy and Angel, got canceled fairly abruptly. And yeah, these comics actually pick up where the next, at least the next series of, of shows would have gone. Yeah. Yeah. At least the next, I think the, it, the next season. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far in advance that they got, they were plotted out, but. Uh, and they group, they group them into what they call seasons as well. Yeah. 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 And I, that, that's kind of an interesting, interesting uh, way of going about doing that. From what little I've flipped through the Buffy comics, um, I think they're much better done than the um, the recent Serenity comic. I, and I was hoping for something along the Buffy quality when I first saw the Leaves on the Wind series, and it just hasn't quite lived up to what I was hoping yeah. for. Well, and, and I think it's kind of funny that, that Joss has chosen to go that route with multiple series now mm-hmm. to kind of finish out, mm-hmm. at least in part, what uh, what he wanted to do. Well, yeah. it helps that his sons are both so talented. So they've been, yeah, they're writing on them, they're drawing for them, and it, it's just, it's really nice that that's such a creative family because it's helped his projects immensely. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. He, I mean, he himself had written comics after, you know, I think, I think it was right after Firefly. Mm-hmm. You're at 25 mm-hmm. issues of Astonishing X Men, which are, I mean, we talked about, you know, it feels like you know his characters overlap some. But it's still really, really good comic book writing. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joss is just a genius when it comes to writing anyway. Yeah, he has very convoluted storylines. And his characters are just so real. They're, they're so, yes. There are so many layers of complexity that they feel human. And I think that um, feeds into the idea of Buffy being every girl, every woman. Oh, absolutely. Um, her high school was basically my high school i mean her the way that she would go through i mean um i i've just been watching the ones where she again the ones where she was in college because i'm in college and it's striking me again because when i first watched them i was in high school i watched all of this yeah the episodes that i saw while i was in high school so the ones in college didn't resonate with me maybe that's why i didn't like riley so much because it didn't yeah, I, I didn't have anything to connect to at all. And rewatching the one about her as a freshman, I didn't go through that self-doubt, lo- not self-loathing, but self-doubt. I didn't go through the questioning my place in the world, but I knew people that did. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, I was more the willow, like, oh, this is my place, right? I fit in here. But <laughs> but we all know people that were homesick, that we had to help along. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's just every experience that she goes through, the girls that grew up with her also went through at the same time. And that's not something that you... That was kind of a hallmark of a few 90s shows, but I think this one most of all. And especially for geek girls who often yeah. feel alone. Well, when Joss resurrected Buffy after the um, horrible movie um, (laughs) into a TV series. I finally saw that for the first time like a few months ago. I'm so sorry. Well, it's one of the, no, because it's one of those things you're like, I I have to watch it. Like it's a 90s. It's a sick curiosity. Well, besides being a sick curiosity, it's it's a 90s staple. Sadly, it is. (laughs) Sadly. Jason Priestley. Oh my god. Jason Priestley. No. I forgot Jason. No, Priestley. it wasn't no, no. Jason. Who was it? It was um oh now I can't. Luke Perry. Luke Perry, that's right. Yeah. That's right, because every now and again he shows up for events and gets gets cited for being in Buffy. And I'm like, why? Because he's Luke Perry and he ain't doing anything else. Oh. oh, he just did an episode of Major Crimes. An episode. I mean I mean it's not <laughs> but it's not like I mean he went from he went from, you know nine oh two one oh Yeah, being 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 a, a major role in something like that to Hey, I, hey, I'm a guest star on that, an episode. <laughs> what up, yeah, guys? Th- that seems fulfilling. However, and he has not making. aged at no, all. He, no, he hasn't. It's kind of sick. Yeah. You can tell it's not plastic surgery. But he just hasn't aged. There wow. are some people who are like that, though. He sleeps in formaldehyde. It's entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> or under the ground. <gasps> oh, for real. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> that explains a lot, right? The casting decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so my thing is, um, no, I, I will say, I did not have a club for high schoolers in my town. I don't know of any towns that have a club, like the Bronze, that is specifically for high schoolers. This area actually did have a couple. Really? Yeah, we Phoenix, had... Um, Phoenix did, too. Or at least had ones that were open to, to well, under-18s. No, I mean like it wasn't there. It wasn't like all they did, but it was. 
a, a major part of what they did. It was usually like <clears throat> specific nights or specific <clears throat> hours or something like that. But we actually had checkers. That was a teen club. Um, that was in Hampton. And then down in Nags Head, they had one called the Big Kahuna. Nice. And uh, it... Uh, God, that sounds so cheesy. What well, do you, Okay, yeah. so besides what we've seen... God. In, in, <laughs> yeah. Besides what we've seen in Buffy, what, what do you do at a teen club? I mean, you can't drink, obviously. That's about it. I mean, they would have like the virgin pina coladas or daiquiris or right. whatever. You just dance. Um, you just you dance, you hang out. Yeah. Oh, you okay. Um, Virginia Beach used to have. Uh, oh, what was it called? I can't remember now. But they had like they actually had the nocturnal cafe inside of this club, and it was a coffee bar inside a dance club, and it was like a separate room. They had the pool tables, the whole nine yards. Of course, this is mid 90s yeah like 95 yeah. 96 um yeah i think the closest thing that we have in virginia beach at the moment is just peabody's which is 18 and up so yeah. it's not it's not even the same you can't go there when you're in high school i've been there once and never no again. no no it's not with it. <laughs> baby clubs it's not um and and the reason that i say this is because in the freshman she tries to go back yeah and you can't you even even the, that just that difference of a week of being in college you cannot go back to the same thing you try to go home and her mom has packing boxes in her room yeah exactly um, and she but she, the real thing i think the one that struck me the most is she tried to go back to the bronze and it's not mm-hmm. the same yeah i mean that was her home away from home yeah um so who who was your favorite character besides buff the big ones buffy and spike and buffy and angel but um your favorite member of the scooby gang my favorite member of the scooby gang I'd have to say when she became part of the Scooby gang, it would have to be Cordelia because she nice. just added this quirky little materialistic yet very real. Yes. Yeah. Element to it. Like she would say the ugliest things that it, no one else dared to say, but they ex- were all thinking. Exactly. And she even talks about that in an episode that tact is just saying not saying what's really on your mind. Yeah. You know, and so it's, she just added that kind of. I do love her. I love her in um, an angel as well. Yeah. Now I didn't pick up on angel right away. And the first episode I saw was like in season four. Exactly. And she was a higher being and Angel had a kid. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. yeah. And so. Connor's uh, a little bit of a. That's a very strange. I hated Connor. I know. I couldn't stand him either. Now, when he came back and had all the new memories and a new life and all of that, I liked him. And the fact that he remembered who he was after um wesley broke the globe and he had both sets of memories yeah i really liked him well but and the, the that spoiled just goes, brat yeah he was so bad went, oh my god i just so wanted bad. him to die yeah it was, <laughs> it was really awful um but that's that's what joss does so well right the the conflicted character someone who yeah. is both good and both bad and has to decide which side he's on um and jumping onto that train, Wesley Wyndham Price. Oh, because he was so insufferable in Buffy. And then <laughs> he, he comes the pansy ass. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. And then when he first shows up in Angel, which is I think either at the end of season one, I think yeah, I think it's like halfway through season one. Yeah. Just I'm the rogue demon uh, hunter. Uh, and it was what's just a rogue so- demon. <laughs> tacky it was awful and then he turned into this oh (laughs) and he's obviously trying to imitate angel with the duster and everything and then um he ends up being a really awesome person um it doesn't surprise me that allison hannigan ended up marrying him (laughs) i know right (laughs) that's totally crazy it's totally weird to me but um they are just the whole angel group is not the same as the scooby gang 
but I love them also. Like I love I think I love both of them equally. Yeah. Gun. I loved Gun. Love Gun. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah. Um, that's one of the actually one of the big reasons I started watching Agents of Shield, even though I kinda wanted to anyway. But knowing that he was going to guest star on it, that was a big draw for me <sighs> because yeah, I love Gun. He's uh, awesome. I'm sorry for a moment. Who who were we talking about? For me on Agents of Shield. Let's put it back to something I can actually, you know, I know I know what we're talking um, about. What was I don't remember the character's name, but he was the the uh, he played um, a homeless Mike. black guy. Mike um, has the kid. They turned him into um, Deathlock. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm good now. Okay. Jay uh, Augustus. Um, Jay August Richards. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I love that. I think, I believe it was the episode that we're introduced to him and it starts with um, Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. Yes. And it's just, yeah, I know and you're he, laughing. Oh, no, also, also quintessential 90s. <laughs> Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Well, it was so funny because the camera like starts at his feet, and you think, you know, you think it's going to be Angel yes. as they're panning up, and he's and this bald black guy dressed as a gangster, and and he's, he's like, young. Well, who else did you expect? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So I, I love their whole group. Um, Fred, Fred. Okay, did you watch Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah, yeah. That did my heart so much good yes. because I wanted Fred and Wesley together so badly. And then it didn't, yeah. I mean, for obvious reasons, it didn't happen. She turned into a god and well, yeah. was burned away. And and the yeah. saddest thing was, I mean, the big thing in Angel and in Buffy is you get your soul and you're fine. Like the soul remains. But not, but not Fred. Fred. Of all people, the I sweetest, know. gentlest person and in both games. Like, that's, that's the, you know, wisdom of Joss and... You know, taking that one character and just, I mean, it was a gut Putting punch. her literally through hell. Yeah. 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 Um, although I did like the blue. I like the blue hair. That was pretty awesome. I'm, but, I'm <laughs> partial to colored hair. Yes. A little bit. <laughs> um, so I, I, I just, it was very nice to see them together. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it was just uh, Amy Ackerson. Oh. Um, shoot. What's Wesley's real name? The actor's name? I know this. I don't know. Hang it's, on. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Alexis Dinsonoff. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but seeing those two characters together, it just it was really, really nice yeah. to, and to when, see And when, at the end of Angel, when he's dying and she's, you know, Illyria's like, shall I pretend now? And she turns back into Fred. You want to okay. give me chills. I yeah. was a... Big crying, yeah. oh. blubber of oh nothingness. That was such a hard episode. <laughs> well, let's be real. The end of all of Joss's shows it's... leave you just totally crazy. Um, yeah. did, did you watch Dollhouse at all? I love Dollhouse. Yeah. I wanted to be in the Dollhouse. <laughs> I know. I love <laughs> that show, too. Um, the end of Dollhouse. I was crying. The end of Firefly. Yeah. I was crying. It was just, oh. He, he has this way of just ripping your heart out and stomping on it on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, that really can't be... And then suddenly, like, by anybody else. slightly putting it back, you know, like at the, we'll go back to Angel, the end of Angel, you know, you've got Wesley dying, you've got, you know, gun with a mortal gut wound, mm-hmm. um, you know. You, Fred's been gone, so Fred, she's not even herself. Yeah, and you've got, you know, Illyria, who's not as powerful as she was, but still powerful, and you have Angel and Spike left, and they're fighting all these demons. And then, you know, you've got the last thing. I want the dragon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, good shows, man. Yeah. So being a fan, what is what are those moments when you just, you really love being a Buffy fan? I know you got a bunch. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite moments is meeting you, because I had no idea. And then... Was it who was it that knew that I was a Buffy fan? Was well, it hang, Cheryl? Hang on, I'd like to point out that basically we are recreating that day where I've said about eight words, <laughs> um, and the two of them just talked about Buffy. Except, multi- except extend that out over about a f- three to four hour period. Was it that long? I felt like it was like not that long. I don't know. I was drunk. Yeah, which makes my babble even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did talk for a little while. Yeah, because... And I... Yeah, that was actually the night that I met Andrew as well. And Andrew was yeah. just, like, kind of nodding along. And I <laughs> guess I assumed that he was also a Buffy fan because he didn't really object to anything we were saying. 
So I think it, I think it just stumbled into conversation. It might have. And then we were both really, really, really excited. Yeah. But and my husband's like, oh, God, there's another one. <laughs> Ted may have spent time in the truck that night. I can't remember. <laughs> that one the night. Oh. No. That one the night he fell asleep in the truck. <laughs> Some of the parties blur together. I know, right? It may have to do with something with the amount of alcohol we consumed. <laughs> well... Bud has been known to mix some really strong drinks. Yeah. I love that man. Um, yeah. The Buffy moments are not as often as they used to be, but still, there there's some really good squeal moments. Well, but I, I know you've got way more than I do. I think it's fun to, you know, watch random TV shows or whatever, and they reference something that was in Buffy. And it may mm-hmm. not, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a Joss Whedon show or Marty Noxon or any of them. And you just... You hear it and you instantly know. And it's the same thing that yeah. Buffy did. Reference all these pop culture references. All the time. And the fact that she has become a pop icon. And she's now that pop culture reference that happens in other shows. Well, they even have a name for the type of dialogue. The very specific type of dialogue where everybody's kind of awkwardly talking. It's yeah. Buffy speak. Yeah. And a lot of shows use it. So now when you see teenagers kind of like awkwardly talking mm-hmm. to each other it's buffy speak and i love it yeah absolutely you know i have and what being a middle school teacher you know buffy's you know these kids are too young to really remember buffy yeah but a lot of their parents watched it and so the dvds are in the house and yeah. they watch them and like i had one student she was wearing a hoodie and it was kind of warm outside and she was like I broke dress code for you. And she unzips her hoodie and she's wearing a shirt that said, and Buffy staked Edward. The end. Nice. And that's I'm like, awesome. Okay, you have an A. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. That's fantastic. You know, so it's, I mean, it's just everywhere for me. You how know? did you, how did you get into Buffy? <laughs> okay, well, oh, I had no. seen the bad 90s uh, movie mm-hmm. and, uh, I was in my second round of college. <laughs> um, I was kind of a troublemaker without uh, being a slayer as an excuse. But uh, anyway, so second round of college. And I walk into the green room and my theater professor's daughter would record the episodes and watch them after one of us had picked her up from school in the theater. Oh, wow. And I walk in, and I'm like, what are you watching? She's like, Buffy. And I'm like, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, I don't recognize this from the movie, you know? And it wasn't the fact that she was watching the series wasn't even clicking in my head yet. And I'm like, well, who's that? And it was Angel in the bronze. And she's like, that's Angel. He's a good vampire with a soul. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I started scoffing at it and... Uh, my professor walks in. She's like, you need to sit down. You need to look at the acting, look at the writing, yeah. you know, and all that. So I started looking at it from strictly a theatrical standpoint. And hook, line, and sink yeah. fell in love with That's it. Fantastic. And but have been obsessed ever since. That's awesome. So, yeah, it, it came from a place of scoff. <laughs> oh, see, mine was different. I think I was probably 13 or 14 and... Um, my parents are really religious, so mm-hmm. we weren't really allowed. We were very sheltered. We didn't have TV. We didn't watch a whole lot of movies. And one of my friends had two little Bichon Frise dogs. And I would go in the afternoons and I would walk the dogs um, because they would get um, separation anxiety from the their owners being gone all day. Sure. So, well, they were very small. Okay. So, I had a dog on Xanax, so I'm yeah. just saying it happens. <laughs> well, these two were totally sweet, but they, they would have a little bit of um, anxiety if they, if they didn't have someone come in the middle of the day. So one day they went, I think it was like a long weekend, they decided to go on vacation. They asked if I could come by and um, watch the dogs in the afternoons, maybe spend a couple of hours. And they were like, you know watch tv you know hang out do whatever you want to do just spend a couple hours a day with the dogs so i went and i was like wow tv i never get to watch this so i flipped (laughs) it on and it happened to be like right at the beginning because frozen in my memory is the buffy logo with the moon and i thought i mean i was already a geek at heart and i was just like this looks really cool and i had seen a couple of episodes of charmed prior and at first i thought i was watching charmed 
but it was so much better yeah so i was like well i remember hating this show but i really like this and then i realized they were totally separate sure and so then after that whenever i would go watch the dogs i would sneak and watch an episode or two of buffy my mom always wondered why suddenly took way longer to walk these dogs um, <laughs> and then after a while it got so um her the woman that owned the dogs her daughter was my age mm-hmm. so we were good friends as well and we we shared a love of horses and other things so after a while i would also sneak over in the afternoons i'd be like mom i'm going to alex's house and then I, and alex and i would watch <laughs> buffy together so That's that was awesome. that was the beginning of my love sorry mom <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so but i mean and i've been a fan ever since but that was a long time ago I was always really excited and because I will find like reasons or little similarities that aren't even there. Like I was excited that I graduated from college the same year that Buffy graduated from high school. Nice. And uh, my middle name is Anne. And so I'm like, yay. (laughs) And I do have a love of cheese. So there you so, go. There you go. That's awesome. Were you ever cheerleader temporarily? I was. Very, very briefly? Very yes. briefly. I was a very sarcastic cheerleader. That's awesome. You're a very sarcastic everything. <laughs> I would have been more like um, Elijah Dishku in, in uh, Bring It On yes. kind of cheerleader yes. than, <laughs> than, say, Buffy or Cordelia. <laughs> oh, that's something we haven't talked about, and I meant to. Buffy and Faith. Uh-huh. Yeah. Buffy and Faith are perhaps my favorite duo even more than buffy and angel yeah yeah faith was not even really the polar opposite of buffy because i felt i always felt like underneath everything she wanted to be buffy oh absolutely but at the same time buffy kind of wanted to be faith because faith had none of the restrictions and the rules that exactly had to follow i mean that was when faith came to town it was so easy for buffy to go jumping out the window in the middle of a test or you know whatever yeah you know come on b and uh go dancing like crazy in the bronze exactly yeah that was what i believe that episode is actually called bad girls yes and it's one of my very favorite episodes where buffy just really lets loose and just is and and faith says that one thing that you kind of have been thinking since the beginning of the show like you have all this power why are you letting other people tell you what to do yeah and you know, as a teenage girl, I'm sitting there watching Buffy like, she's got all this power. Why is she letting everybody else tell her what to do? Like, she can go be cool and do awesome stuff. Um, I always think of the one, um, the part of the season where she goes to L.A. And she is a waitress for a, l- a couple of months. Yeah. And After she kills Angel. Yeah. That, yeah. that was really sad. Um, <laughs> as think? a teenager, like, I was crying. It was really oh, bad. I, well, I mean, how many times did I imagine doing the exact same thing, though? Like, oh, yeah. I could run away. I could definitely oh, go and absolutely. Well, pay for and myself. Joss knew what he was doing to us because the little mutant enemy monster, instead of the girl, Arg, goes, oh, I need a hug. Yes. <laughs> there oh, you Joss. go. Every time, man. <laughs> Every time. But then it, it did, I think, and I guess we're going back to this idea of Buffy as every woman it kind of also told me what would happen to my family if I did that. Because I, yeah. I did. I, I fantasized about that all the time. You sure. Know, I could pack a bag, take a little bit of stuff to go, and I could make money. I mean, I'm, you know, 16 at this point, 17. I could do that. That's fine. Well, we're invincible at that age. Right. Of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I would make these very elaborate plans, but he kind of brought it back to, hey, guess what? You're not just responsible for yourself. You're responsible yeah. for your family. And, you know, you could really hurt them by doing that. I think it was a great way to point out that you can't always do exactly what you want. Exactly. Because, I mean, runaways don't see the flip side of what's happening at home while yeah. they're, you know, gone. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you're young. You don't think about the consequences of your actions all no. the time. No, um, and even even though Buffy was a little bit more mature than most girls at that age, she also didn't realize that, no. she, you know, she didn't think maybe I could work through this with my friends. She thought I got to get away. Yeah. Um, but I, J- Joss knows what he's doing. Like oh, he, he tells a fantastic story. And I love how not necessarily that I think that smoking or drinking or anything like that is bad per se, but all those little ambiguous things anytime buffy did anything that she maybe shouldn't be doing or had been warned against at least there there was this huge consequence you know the whole premarital sex with angel of course he loses his soul yeah and while that doesn't actually happen when you know we have sex before we get married or whatever right there's that sense of 
a consequence happening. Yeah. Or in beer bad. I mean, it happened to be a witch's brew. Yeah. But, you know, they turn into Neanderthals. But I always <laughs> I always got the sense, especially even at that age, it wasn't so much that you were doing these things um, in, and they were bad. It was just the timing Sure. Or how far you took it. Exactly. Like, at 17, are you really ready to make a commitment like that? Yeah, exactly. Not really. And and I think that's what Joss was really pointing to. And mm-hmm. he did it in a way that wasn't offensive even to the young audience that he was talking to. Exactly. It wasn't, I'm preaching at you. It was just, well, Here, it, here's here's a picture of what it could be. It takes you may all not those want that. teenage angsts and everything and makes them tangible yeah. in the form of a demon like fear itself. Yeah. I mean, the fear demon's, what, three inches tall? Yeah. You know, and it goes back to the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Yeah. So, just the wisdom in that, I mean, it was just smart TV. Yeah. Talking about things that happen that are difficult to talk about, um, this happens far later, but the episode The Body, where oh. Joyce dies. God. That was, I had not lost anyone at that point when I first saw that episode. And it was just a really hard one. Actually, that was one of the. Um, I'm tearing up. <laughs> I know. It was, that was one of the first TV episodes that really struck me as I can empathize with these people, even though I've never been through this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, I, we love for me, Joyce, yeah, for I, all that she had yeah, been through. Yeah. And she you know, had come to terms with the fact that her, yeah. like, how many TV shows, like, there were a lot of TV shows where the kid sneaks away and is, you know, a superhero or whatever in mm-hmm. the dark. But how many do the parents say, okay, cool, let yeah. me support you. Yeah. That was me, rare. Let me get a grip on this. Let mm-hmm. me swallow it. And the whole thing with Dawn suddenly appearing, she'd been okay with that and she'd accepted her. Like, it's crazy. Well, the monks had changed everybody's memories. Yeah. So. But, but still, it was something that um, she just, she worked with. Yeah. It, it wasn't something where everybody had to hide from her. Exactly. Although that did happen at the beginning, but she, she came to terms with everything. Absolutely. But that moment, uh, for me, it was it was the moments in the dorm with Xander and Tara yeah. and Willow, um, where they're coming to grips with the fact that it's not their mother, because that's hard. But yeah. It's their friend's mom and someone that, that has kind of been a mom to all of them. Um, and... It, it, I don't know. There's a very, I, I, I don't know. It's very human. I think the moment, for me, the moment was when Xander punched the wall. My moment was with Anya not understanding. Yeah. You know, she just, she didn't get it. And I think, you know, with young teens or teens in general or even adults, because you know, my mom passed away just about a year ago mm-hmm. um, now. It was the beginning of September last year. And it's hard to get a grip. Like, you know, you understand what's going on. Yeah. That, you know, there was an illness or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And, but why? I mean, it, it's just not fair. And yeah. that's what Anya wasn't getting, I think, She's you know, there, but she was there. She was just there, and now she's not anymore. Exactly. And, I and don't why? Understand. It's not yeah. fair, you yeah. know. And she's not going to get to enjoy Kool Aid anymore, you know. Whatever right. it is that Anya says, you know. And but we all feel that way. We yeah. don't have to be alien, an alien power to do that. Yeah, um, exactly. It. Yeah. It's. It's just another one of those moments where Joss manages to put the the human feeling yeah. into his stuff so favorite episode oh god um mm. i'd say i'd have a few favorite episodes um i definitely like becoming parts one and two mm-hmm. um prophecy girl i love once more with feeling yeah um that's a favorite my neighbors and I will shout back and forth each other. The lyrics. It must be bunnies <laughs> or, you know, whatever. And somebody will say, it must be bunnies. And somebody else is like, or maybe midgets, you know, or whatever. Back and forth. And I know the rest of the neighborhood thinks we're nuts. But, well, I guess we kind of are. But, <laughs> you know, yes. it, it it is what it is, you know. Um, yeah, that's a great episode. Uh, I love all the crossover episodes between Angel and Buffy. Okay. I will remember... 
killed yeah. me. It's that's a hard one. It, and, it was hard for the actors too. Oh, absolutely, because and I didn't realize this, and I don't remember why I was or where I was digging, but I found a clip, and they really zero in on the sound, mm-hmm. and when. Buffy's sitting there crying and Angel's consoling her. You actually hear him say, it's okay, Sarah. Wow. Not, you know, Buffy or whatever. I mean, it was David consoling Sarah. Yeah. I don't think that she had been told until that point when they were filming that moment that she was going to forget. Yeah. And. And, Yeah. (laughs) That's. Just like. Oh. Because, I mean, and like I said, Sarah was very. She. Angel was Buffy's first love and she mm-hmm. what she loved the two of them together yeah. and just that that's that's one of my all-time favorite episodes but oh, it, it I can't watch it that often it rips no. me apart it's oh, so and, and then the following episode freaking Doyle dies really I did not see that coming no I mean th- of all of the characters they had just introduced him they had created such an enormous backstory they had given him all this complexity and he was growing as a person and yeah. suddenly gone boom of course right after he kisses cordelia finally of course right so you know double double heartache because um cordelia is also becoming a person because of doyle Mm -hmm. so she's not you know as hoity-toity anymore and well she couldn't afford to be hoity-toity yeah (laughs) that means she had roaches crawling on her tv (laughs) that's true um and then all of a sudden doyle's becoming a little bit more outgoing and he's mm-hmm. taking what he wants and he's learning to you know to be a part of the group and suddenly bam saves the world of course because that's what joss does yeah but now he dies dead. in the process yeah, yeah of course yeah oh, that's awful um other great great episodes um i i love the one i really do buffy's birthday her 17th birthday it's an iconic moment um it leads to literally the rest of both series. Yeah. I mean, that is the moment when Angel loses his soul. He becomes mm. Angelus again. And it's it sets up the storyline for two entire um, series. And it's it's crazy. It I, also introduces and kind of brings Oz into... Oh, yes. Of course. How could I forget that? Seth Green is fantastic. And he and... I did love Willow and, um, and Oz together. Yeah. Um, I, I like Tara... I wasn't a huge fan of the actress. I don't know. She just never really resonated with me. She was, Mm -hmm. I think, just because she was so quiet all the time. Yeah. It just, she didn't ever seem to quite fit with the group. But, I mean. I started liking her real, well, and they kind of brought that up when Faith and Buffy switch bodies. Yeah. You know, Tara really wasn't part of the group and not fitting in and all of that. But oddly enough, she was the one that saw that what was in Buffy's body was not Buffy. Yeah. And helped, you know, bring everything to light, kind of bringing her into the group. Um, I honestly, I fell in love with her in Once More with Feeling. Yeah. The voice and everything and just what Willow did to her mind after her family had been so dysfunctional and all of that. I was just like, oh, okay, Tara, I like you. <laughs> you know, um, I hated Kennedy. Really? I hated Kennedy. I did not. I was still so hooked up on Oz and Tara that I was not a Kennedy fan at all. Oddly enough, and this is not to do with Willow, but I never really liked Dawn. She was just so whiny. Yes, exactly. I Thank hated you. the whine. Even her response to Joyce's death was just so selfish. Everyone yeah. else around her is hurting and she's just screaming about herself. And I'm, I don't know. It, it was, I guess maybe part of that is just because Buffy had never had a sister and then now suddenly she does. And I mean, yeah. she was there for a while. She was there for a couple seasons, but still, I don't know. I just never particularly liked Dawn. Yeah, because she showed up at the end of um, Buffy versus Dracula. Yeah. Is when we see dawn for the first time yeah. we're like what for big bads glory was funny i liked glory or glorificus mm-hmm. as a big bad that's awesome and i liked and it kind of brought spike into the forefront with his feelings for buffy and yeah. what he would do for her 
Because, I mean, he took a good ass beating. Yeah, he did. And then Buffy coming in and pretending to be the Buffy bot and asking why and then giving him a kiss on the cheek and him realizing, okay, this isn't Buffy bot, you know? Yeah. I saw that episode solo, actually. I had not seen any of the lead up to it. Oh, And then wow. I just saw that and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I, <laughs> what? What's happening now? It was so weird. It was very weird. And then, of course, yeah. I, I watched the lead up later. Yeah. Um, so usually to wrap up our, uh, podcasts, we talk about, um, what we're into at the moment. So Andrew, since you haven't really talked today, um, <laughs> would you like to start us off? Certainly. Uh, so last night I was up to about two in the morning finishing up, uh, John Scalzi's Old Man's War. That was nice cause it was, um, <clears throat> uh, reminded me a lot of Starship Troopers. <laughs> not, not the shitty movie. Right. <laughs> Uh, it reminded me a lot of Starship Troopers, but it wasn't a it wasn't a straight straight knockoff, a straight ripoff. So that was nice. I've really just been catching up on the last of the comics that I've that I've been behind on. Um, I'm kind of wrapping up the last of the few the last few X Men series I need to catch up on, and I will be all caught up on like four months of comics, which is I can't remember the last time I was that that caught up on things. That's nice, and I've also been trying to catch up on Doctor Who. Ooh, good so one. I'm on season, about halfway through season six. Um, so frequently the phrase come along pond has <laughs> been uh, popping up. Nice. Um, for me, I am just about to start school. So um, I have, a, I counted it up last night and I have 18 books that I'm required to read this semester. Required. That's not all of my fun stuff. Um, it's going to be a really long semester. But I have wrapped up. I Okay, so this is going to be a mini rant real quick. Um, I was reading Outlander, which I've talked about on the last couple of podcasts, and I was really enjoying it. It's got just a hint of fantasy. It's, it's an older book, uh, just a hint of fantasy and um, a lot of history. And it seemed fairly historically accurate. I don't know a ton about that time, but what little I do, it matched up pretty well. And then I'm in literally the last eighth of a book, and it has suddenly gotten campy and... I don't, I don't, it, it reads like a romance novel all of a sudden, just a really badly written, and I don't know what just happened. My book fell apart. I was so excited about it and it just fell apart. So I'm really sad and I'm really hoping that the stars, um, this, the star series does a better job. So, yeah. Um, I'm also finishing up, uh, Lock and Key. So that's, I'm excited about that one. Um, I still need to get book six. So yeah. Um, I'm enjoying that, and occasionally when I have time, I watch a random episode of either Continuum or right lately I've been watching Buffy. Um, <laughs> so when I, I have time, and some I'll put it that I usually put those on when I want to fold clothes because I hate folding laundry. So I'll just watch an hour. I actually, I actually um, also just started watching the new Netflix animated series called BoJack Horseman. Oh, how is that? I've seen. It's that. actually pretty. It it's twisted. It's pretty funny though. Nice. Um. I, I'm enjoying it. So I mean, I've only, I'm only been an episode, and so I, I've enjoyed an episode. But so far, so good, and uh, I'll I'll see what the rest of it has to offer. Um, yeah, Netflix has picked up a whole bunch of new or um former series that have been on TV. I, I think they picked up like three in the last couple of weeks. So they're the on only, a roll. The only one I, I can think of off the top of my head was Blacklist. I saw yesterday. The, I think they're either in talks or have picked up a couple others that I no, can't no, think I, of the I, names. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I just I can't remember what the other ones are, but I know specifically Blacklist is one of them. Do we have any hope for Firefly? Maybe no. as an animated series, though? No, give it up. Aww. Let it go. Let it go. No. <laughs> what did Mikey say? Let it go. Oh No. No, I thought that... I think that was from Frozen, actually. Well, you know, <laughs> Let it go from Frozen. Mikey said, let Firefly go. Aww. So what are you... About you, Sarah? What have you been doing lately? Uh, I know you've got school, too, so... Yeah. We, last week was our first week with students, and... So I am now influencing young minds again. Um, God help us all. (laughs) Well, theater arts allows me to, you know, do some wonky stuff. Um, Gearing up for Wizard World. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So excited. Yeah, that's a week away. I mean, or two weeks away. Two two weeks away. I I always get that confused. Uh, Yeah. Already gearing up for Marvel Universe Live in November, which they've changed venues. All of a sudden, they announced it yesterday. They went from Hampton Coliseum to Norfolk Scope. So now everybody's getting refunded their money 
Oh, and, and you have to repurchase you tickets? You have to repurchase tickets. Are you serious? Oh, yes. Oh. Well, it's due to the size of the show. Hampton Coliseum couldn't support it. I is, would not have guessed that the Coliseum is smaller, smaller than the scope. That's what I was just going to say. The scope is really small. I'm wondering if it's not structural integrity. Maybe it's a stronger <laughs> building. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think about these things no, sometimes. The, the, idea that the, the idea that the show is like so like so immense or <laughs> the stadium, the, the Coliseum cannot support it. I know. I'm just saying. So, I mean, you've got awesome. people on fire and things flying through the air and everything else so you know who and knows that's not a normal friday night in norfolk <laughs> well apparently it wasn't in hamptons coliseum couldn't support it <laughs> um oh don't you have a couple of shows coming up also that you're interested in seeing book of mormon and wicked uh, if i'm in town for it oh yeah that's true and then there's a sh- whole stupid work thing i have to do right yeah. <laughs> again here we go yeah yeah all the time and then shield Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yep, oh, absolutely. Can't yes. wait. Um, this is also the last season of Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Which, I love that show. I really do. Actually, um, it reminds I, me the newsroom should be should be coming out soon. Oh. For, for its, it, actually, it's, this will be the final season of the newsroom, too. Oh, wow. Um, I'm a little disappointed it'll be the final season, but I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll probably end up catching up on Boardwalk Empire because this semester is going to be crazy but hopefully hopefully i'm being crazy this semester to have a real easy nice spring semester and then wrap it up be done very cool so once again if you like what we do make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review and if you want to take a look at some of the other stuff we're doing head on over to the blog over at thereforeageek.com facebook.com slash thereforeageek or at on twitter at Therefore, I geek, and Tracy is at Mary Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And you've been listening to Therefore, I Geek.